You are listening to a podcast by young men for young men, founded on the three pillars of faith, fellowship, and fitness. This is the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric, Sean, Jacob, and John. Boys, we are back in it. This is season three, where each week we talk about what to do when things get real and how to face real life problems and questions as a young man. In this episode, Sean, Eric, and Jake talk about the fruits of conflict and the significance of iron sharpening iron in the life of a man. Having conflict, it gives you an opportunity to see that person in a new light. The only time resolution comes in conflict is when someone's like, you're right. Welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric. Jacob. And John. Ooh, Jacob, that was real quick. I'm ready to go. Question for you guys. What's blue and fuzzy? I don't know. Blue fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot <laughs> of really <laughs> stupid We need to get jokes. some sound effects on here. Man. Yeah, like the, <laughs> like the, the cymbal <laughs> clanging right now. I have, okay, I, have a really ba- I have a ton of just like elementary, like super dumb, like yeah. school, school kid jokes. What's a funny story from elementary school? What's something stupid you guys did? In like grade school, stupidest or worst. First to mind. When I this that is a great. This first came to mind. Um, so we had these things called conduct slips, <laughs> and if you did something bad, you, your teacher would write it, yeah, and they would like explain what you did, yeah. and then you have to get it signed by your parents and then return it back to school. I just realizing this as an adult, it's like the, not a big deal at all, <laughs> you know. Like if Liam got one, I'd be like, great, let's talk about it, you know. <laughs> and so for some reason, uh, I got two in one day, and if you get three conduct slips, you get a detention. Ooh. And so I got two in one. One day it was just a bad day and I was so like I was so scared that my parents were gonna be mad so I I plagiarized them <laughs> but <laughs> the funniest thing about it is that I spelt my last name wrong I think it was second or <laughs> did you, first grade did you, just, did you like like they I decided did, did you yeah, just write yeah, your yeah, names just, I just no I, I did it in cursive because I was learning <laughs> cursive but it's probably like a second did, graders cursive too. yeah I did H-E-A-L-E-Y and there's no E between the L and Y <laughs> and so did, they, did they catch you I, yeah my, my teacher caught me oh. just so he was like um, he hands it to you do it right there oh, okay. yeah I'm like yeah <laughs> me, here you go you would have been better off to just probably do like a swooping S and an A or, or yeah, a T yeah. and an A because I mean people's signatures are so sloppy like oh, yeah. a second grader really could forge it. I should have like, done my dad's. My dad was like the easiest signature yeah. but I did my mom for some reason. I, but, got, I got two quick stories. Yeah. Okay. First one, same thing. We had all of our names. There's these two boxes. <laughs> so everyone's name was on a magnet on the whiteboard and if you did something bad or whatever you got slid over to the like I don't know, penalty box kind of thing. Yeah. But if you did something worse, you get in the third one. <laughs> it was just like, no one ever goes to the third one. But I had the record for, <laughs> for the most times going to the third. And so it's like, the thing, it's like if you do that three times in a quarter or whatever like that, you get detention. So I don't know, dumb. something bad happened. And so I got it. I, it was like my third time and I was in the third box and you're supposed to go home and like, they're supposed to like tell your parents and all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. And the teacher came to me and she, I just remember she's just like, Eric, I'm not like, 
I, you know, I know the third time I'm supposed to call your parents, but I'm not going to call your parents. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate that. And, <laughs> and, 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 you're like stole something. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I came back, I came back for basketball practice that night and I was like, oh mom, I forgot my jacket in my room. And so we went into my classroom after basketball practice to grab my jacket and she and sees my name. No, she's my name. Oh. She sees my name in the third box and she's like, Eric Daniel Brombeck. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it <was really> bad. <laughs> no. But then the other story is in second grade, we had a spelling bee every day because we we're learning how to spell, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. So we had a spelling bee. I got second place for four weeks in a row, literally. And then uh, the kid, I, I was I was like, I was last, I was like me and one more kid left and the word was chicken. And I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. And the kid didn't spell chicken and I spelled chicken. So I finally <laughs> was able to take the trophy home for my first time in five weeks. And oh, I came home so and my funny. mom like baked me a cake. She's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, spell. My, so my brother's like you idiot, but <laughs> and I was like, I spell chicken, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, wow. yeah. well, my mom was always down the hall, so oh, if I ever right. got a slip, I right. go uh, run to her and get a signature quick. But then again, she'd scold me in like the middle of the day, but she had to focus on teaching at the same yeah. time, so I kind of would the catch her distracted in front of her class. <laughs> yeah, but I was so bad when it came to gym class because what would usually happen is they'd set out everything yeah. before class, and then yeah. you'd have to go and you'd have to stand against the wall well i was just fidgeting against the wall and like every class and, and the teacher would come down from his office but his yeah. office he couldn't see what You're was going like on in the court fidgeting against what do you mean yeah. well i just like i want to play with the ball you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, i yeah. just had to sit through math class like come on you like, probably had the same comb over there too yeah, and just freaking yeah, out. it's like dangling an ice cream cone in front of a little kid and oh, be yeah. like you know you can eat this in 30 mm-hmm, minutes mm-hmm. and um so i think it was one time as gym class and my buddies and i we were playing with the balls when we weren't supposed to and you know the good kids were against the wall but we were shooting hoops yeah, and everything yeah. we didn't notice the gym teacher come in oh classic and he kind of walked in slowly and was just watching us with his arms folded oh my god and then one classic. of us turned around and saw him and we were like oh crap and he ordered us against the wall and one of the kids i think it was me actually i don't know why well, i said one of the kids we said some smart aleck comment to him yeah. or something like that nice. and he got so angry that he ran up to the ball and he punted it as hard as he could just booted the thing what and it ricocheted off the wall <laughs> went into the closet where he stored all the other equipment and then all the equipment like the floor hockey sticks and the cones and stuff, yeah, they yeah, came yeah. tumbling off the wall <laughs> and like everything fell over and made this huge mess so while the other kids got to enjoy gym class we had to clean up uh, his mess which also angered me because i didn't make that mess yeah yeah, yeah. that is so can you imagine can you imagine being that gym teacher just like middle life crisis yeah you know you're like i gotta be a gym teacher here (laughs) i come and there's like these kids and then you kick a ball into this closet they're mouthing off my my world is crumbling yeah Yeah, I being sorry, S- Mr. Peterson. S- if you S-T-A. are listening oh, I, to this I cast, didn't have to name him. Now I feel bad saying that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy, actually. Yeah, wait, wait, he's a really good guy. Was he, wasn't he there for Archdiocese and Youth Day? Probably helping us, helping us out with. No, okay, I good. didn't see him there. We should maybe, maybe let's, let's walk backwards now. And he sounds like yeah. a great guy. Yeah, okay. he's great. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a good guy. All okay. Right, let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. That was enough. That was you enough answer. the day Peterson is. Like, yeah. Come on. It's Johnson. Mr. Mr. Johnson. Peterson. <laughs> oh, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one Peterson. Yeah. Today's topic conflict. is fruits of conflict. So conflict is a huge topic, but... I think we're going to talk about 
we are going to talk about the fruits of conflict just because, I mean, we can talk about conflict tips and tricks and stuff, but, um, just kind of on the underlying theme of this season, when things get real, um, just the importance and the benefits of conflict, because for me, I'm totally a peacemaker in our, in my relationship with Alexi, I will do anything and everything to not fight. Hmm. And that's kind of, that's, that's my role within within the relationship i'll get vulnerable with you guys um but but yeah that's kind of that's that's who i am and delexi's delexi really enjoys she doesn't enjoy conflict but she she loves you know moving on from from things that might be bugging her Mm -hmm. or things that might you know be she might be struggling Mm -hmm. with that i do but for me it's like you know what um she didn't do the dishes but I don't want to, you know, have a fight over the dishes. So I'd rather the dishes not be done than have a fight. You know, that's my reasoning in my head. And for Delexi, she just wants to, you know, you know, make sure that I do the dishes when they're there Mm -hmm. and when I leave them. So it's like, it's such an interesting contrast, but in the benefit of our conflict is usually a stronger connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, let's talk about, you know, different conflicts that we might undergo, whether it be with friends or with family or with your girlfriend or with, you know, your, your wife, you know, let's talk about those conflicts and the benefits of those. I think just to start out, I want to talk about, um, iron sharpening iron and just how there is, you know, I think that the truest friend or the best relationship or the best people in your life are those that challenge you, you know, and those that kind of maybe call you on to something more or challenge something that you're doing. And there's a certain kind of vulnerable relationship that you have, but you're, you know, you're sharpening one another or you're, you're allowing yourself to be sharpened in some way. You know, there's some men in my life that, um, like if anyone, if, if most people in my life were to come to me and like kind of say certain things of like, Hey, stop doing that. Or like, Hey, why are you doing that? Like, Hey, I saw you, you know, you're getting up, you're staying up later than you, you wanted to, or like, Hey, you know, I know you said you weren't going to drink this week or whatever. Right. Like these people in my life who the majority of people in my life, if they said something, I'd be like, Whoa, that's not your place. Right. But I think everyone needs to have that circle of friends or, you know, you need to get to a point in your relationship that you can actually challenge one another. Um, and cause I think that's so important, um, is just to have someone, actually not instill conflict, but actually like I, I'm someone that I like, I love conflict. I mean, I mean, I, that means that's he bad. He just seeks it. <laughs> just like, yeah. Road rage constantly. Just, hey, you want to come over at seven? I'll come over at seven Oh two. Why are you always late? You're purposely late. But no, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm a feelings guy, you know, yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. talk about my feelings and I, I love communication. It's you love my, getting things. You know. I, I just, I, I want to get to the heart of things. Sometimes yeah. I take people to a dark place in their life. I say, look down that hole and tell me how you feel. Right. Cause it's just, I, I'm, I'm sick of the passive aggressive kind of lightness, totally, you know, totally. the, the surface level yeah. relationships. And I think conflict is just kind of this catalyst. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're meeting someone, you're getting to know them and then you have a conflict with that person or you have a conflict with your friend. It breeds vulnerability. It's saying, yeah. you know, like, Oh, there's something off. Why, why, why did that affect you in that way? Oh, well, when I was a kid, I had this experience, you know, it's like yeah. you, you, through conflict, you get to learn about the other person. You get to share about yeah. who you are. Um, and there's, of course, there's a, a, a good way to go about it, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think just like, it, it, I think the, the best fruit of conflict is to be sharpened and yes. I think to have that mindset going Ooh, into uh, this conflict is like, I'm going to be sharpened as a man. I'm going to be challenged as a man yep. through this conflict. You know what I mean? And then yeah. how can I care for the other person as well? I think those mm-hmm. are the two things being sharpened and then caring. Yeah. 
I love that example because it makes me think of men's household. And <laughs> oh my God. It is like they intentionally set you up for conflict. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Because like you got eight to 20 dudes <laughs> yes, dude, in yeah. close quarters. You're all sharing the same bathroom. Like it's just inevitable. You're going to clash. And usually yeah. it's within marriage day prep. one. Yeah, exactly. Like they say like, this is marriage prep. Yeah. And I mean, like you got to stake your claim. Like, Hey yeah. guys, shut up. I'm trying to get some sleep. <laughs> like if you want to actually like go about your life and enjoy totally. life, you've got to address those conflicts or else you're just going to be washed this way, washed this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's no better experience I had at yeah. dealing with conflict than <laughs> living with eight dudes, That's so different good. personalities. Yeah. 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 And I, I just, I'm thinking of countless stories of my time, <laughs> my senior year living in household of just like, uh, you know, you get up at 6 a.m. every day and you have a bowl of cereal with the same people every single day for the whole year. Yeah. You know, and then it's like this one roommate snoring or like, hey, one roommate changed the furniture around before before asking everyone. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just these small things. And then if they build up over time, they just, you know, oh. breeds resentment and mm-hmm. then, you know, people oh, just get yeah. so upset, right? Well, because in college, normally when you're living with guys outside of household, yes. you see each other in favorable circumstances. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you want to. For, when you want to see them. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, totally. When you want to, besides that, you spend time in your room mm-hmm. or outside the house. But when you have these morning prayers, when you have these commitments, mm-hmm. that's when you're with someone for better, for worse, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like marriage. And so, yeah, that dude who, you know, in morning or like every morning at breakfast always is breathing heavy and like half asleep still. And like, yeah, <laughs> you pick heavy. up on that. <laughs> so like that, like, like that right there is clearly just, you know, resentment. I've never, I've never, some, if I were to spend any other breakfast with that one guy that you're talking about, whoever it is about breathing heavily, I would not notice it, but you experienced it for, you know, like nine <laughs> months. So it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, that's a they, conflict. They there. breathe normal every other hour of the day, but it's, you know, 6am. They're so upset. They can't breathe <laughs> normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just so important to, to approach conflict, you know, and to, to get those, the conflict resolved too, because I mean, there's not going to be, there's not a lot of people that can, can recognize what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's say your friend is being, you know, really rude to you, rude to everyone around them. Like there's not that many people that can call them on. Yeah. You know, you have your tight knit group. Like you mentioned, Eric, you have your, your tight group of friends and it's kind of your responsibility to, to keep them in line and to tell them, for you them know, to keep me in line too, and yeah. for them to keep oh, yeah. you in exactly. line. Like yeah. that's why you have friends. Mm-hmm. That's why you have, you surround yourself with men that, you know, are striving after something yeah. and that, you know, want better for you mm-hmm. because they're going to have that conflict and, and there's going to, you know, there's going to be so many, um, good benefits from that conflict when you approach it and when you're understanding, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, um, I think the, Having having had kind of these crucial conversations, so I took a family and couples communications class in college, and I think I was like one of two guys in the room, but nice. um, nailed it. And, <laughs> That's and, why you took the class. Right. <laughs> communications. What's up, ladies? Um, no, no. Um, and I'll be a great communicator with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. You want to so role you wanna, play? You want to talk about the <laughs> questions that lead to love and conflict together? Um <laughs> hey, I'd love to find some conflict with you sometime. All right, then, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, push your buttons. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, too far. Uh, you're keeping that in. Yeah, uh, but I think uh, 
thinking back to just like these crucial conversations I've had with people or roommates in the past of, I think the most, the most beneficial outcome is when you're able to see the other person for the first time again, or in a new light, if that makes sense. So approaching conflict with a friend and saying, Hey, it really frustrates me when you do this or like, Hey, I noticed you haven't been doing this thing. Or when you say these things to me, whatever it may be, I think getting to a point to have a kind of creating a space to be able to have those conversations and have that crucial conversation. Of course, use I statements and things like that. But (laughs) but I'm saying, um, I think like if we're talking about the fruits of conflict, I think one of the biggest fruits that we should be seeking during conflict, after conflict is being able to see the person that you're having conflict with in a new way, you know, change and actually, actually experiencing Mm -hmm. that change together. Cause that's what conflict needs to breed. It needs to conflict can be a catalyst in a relationship to either be a good thing or a bad thing or kind of reveal something new. And I think having conflict, it gives you an opportunity to see that person in a new light of saying, Jacob, I really don't like when you wear that blue sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. Right. But you can now tell me, oh, well, this blue sweatshirt my mom gave me and all that stuff, right? And there's like this new, I don't know, but there's this new light that I see you in. Thank you for being vulnerable with me and telling me how you really feel. And thanks for sharing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like being able to see the the person in a new light and experiencing a conviction of kind of an, of, of a, of an agreement or an accountability of saying like, Hey, thanks for calling me out on that. Always with that mindset of positivity saying, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then can you help me not do that anymore? Or can you hold yeah. me accountable to that? I think That's it needs to be good, a joint effort, you know, it can't be a really selfish good. conflict, you know? Yeah. I think what you're talking about is just the receiving conflict mm, on the, being yeah. on the receiving end of conflict. Oh, so it's, difficult. they catch you off guard. So hard. You know, it's so, it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down with Eric and he thinks we're getting a beer, but I'm going to tell him <laughs> how, you know, it's like, it's like a <laughs> surprise intervention. Look into you know? his drawer. I have all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it's really important <laughs> to approach conflict yeah. and be prudent not with how you approach it. Yeah. But when you receive conflict, it's really important to, to not get so emotionally wrapped up. Mm. It's cause you're not going to, there's no benefit yeah. that goes on. Delexi and I fight about things. And if we're both, you know, both pompous, yeah. both prideful. Yeah. No resolution is mm-hmm. going to come. The only time resolution comes in conflict is when someone's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You be, I can see what you see, yeah. you know, looking like you mentioned yeah. Jake earlier, seeing things from the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's so the, the, all the fruit comes with, yeah. you know, letting down your pride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you mentioned that the humility part, because the only way conflicts can get resolved is through humility. Mm -hmm. Because if you're stubborn, if you're prideful, it's just going to lead to a loud, angry argument that it's deep in the hole, deep in the rift between the two of you. And, um, Sean, you also mentioned too the kind of hinted at the approach to conflict. Uh, that's uber important. And I think it starts with recognizing when things can potentially be solved and when you have to just let things go, right? Yep. Like for me, the heavy early morning breather, like I couldn't do anything about that. That's yeah. just in their DNA. Yeah. Yeah. So like the question is, all right, am I going to think about it? Am I going to let it nag me? Am I going to let it ruin my yeah. mornings every yeah. day? Or am I just going to be like, all right, God, here you go. Here's my burden. Mm. That's who they are. And yeah, I think it's it's important to discern that before you even approach totally. conflict. Yeah, and but at the same time though, Jacob, there's something that there's something deep down in me that just gets frustrated when 
it's this idea of suffering, you know, of kind uh-huh. of like, you know, we talk about this in household of just like experiencing the little sufferings of the day yeah. and giving them to God. And yeah. right. And I think that's well, I'm real. I'm speaking in the no, ideal I'm too. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sorry. Sorry. I'm, 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 sorry. I'm, let's not, try to, I'm, we not, should, I'm not directing it at let's you. Let's try to yeah. find a mean because I think you love you like conflict, you're, yes. you're enticed conflict. And for me, I, I shy away from it. Yeah. So let's try to find a mean right now. I well, think that'd be really good. I think so. So what I was just, um, well, sorry to catch you. Up. No, sorry. you're fine. No, 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 you're good. I, what I was trying to say is that I think there's, there's a balance. And I think like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah, the yeah, average yeah. or the mean yep. of saying, cause I think if someone's going to bring up conflict with someone or challenge someone, it means they love them. That means mm-hmm. they actually care for them more than they do themselves. Or they're saying, I, um, like when, when my roommates or my friends or past relationships or whatever, someone would come to me and challenge me on something. I have to, it's so hard, so hard for me not to get emotional in that because I, yeah. because I, I immediately get defensive. I get, you yeah. know, I'm confused. I'm questioning all that stuff. Right. But to just take my, myself off the pedestal and realize uh, this person's trying to better me right now. And this person's actually trying to love me in this moment. It's so much easier said than done. I have, yeah. a, I have a really hard, I love conflict, but I have a really hard time receiving conflict. Yeah. Um, but I, I get really frustrated though sometimes when people are not happy with another person because of something they see them doing, right? But they're not willing to bring it up with them because they don't want to face the conflict, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have people maybe like me that it's just like something I've been working on is when I think of something that's a conflict in my mind, I immediately want to fix it. I just want to yeah, yeah. call that person or talk to them or shoot, or, you know, send them a text and just like smooth it over real quick and like not have any issues and stuff like that. Let's talk about but it. But I've yeah. been trying to work on being more of a peacemaker, being more of someone that's going to sit back and sit with that conflict mm-hmm. for a little bit before bringing it up because I'm someone that's like conflict fix, like, you know, fix, fix, fix. Right. Um, but what I'm saying is there's the, it's hard because that balance is because you get these people who I'm frustrated with this but I don't want to breed conflict. So I'm not going to bring it up. Right. Yeah. And then you have the people that it's just like, I'm always going to want to just find conflict and fix it. Right. Yep. And have you heard of the Enneagram test? Yeah. I, I'm like a two, three or three. Yeah. Two so or a three, you're a three, which, yeah. which is a peacemaker, right? Yeah. That's totally personality. Oh, totally, yeah. And peacemakers normally end up with, I think seven or eights, which are like the conflict people who actually yeah. love the conflict. So it makes sense that you and Delexi are together because you guys complement each other. Which like, is so f- funny. It's awesome. Cause right? it's but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. why am I not with a peacemaker? Cause yes. it's like, that yes. doesn't work. Yeah. Huh. Oh, really nothing will get work. done. You, you guys yeah. want to know each other. And that's yeah, what the totally. awesome yeah. part about, about conflict. And you really have to know the person that you're going to be in conflict with Yes, because yeah. there has to be give and take, but there are some relationships where it's like, this will never get brought up if mm-hmm. I don't say something. Mm. And so like you, you really, there has to be a give and take, yeah. you know, you have to know. And for me, I have to work on bringing up conflict. Yeah which is like, which is just crazy yeah, and, and hard. And for Delexia, it's like, she has to work on being prudent and, you know, winning, winning, yeah, when, when to, to say it, yeah. when to bring it up. Yeah. And That's, so it's, yeah. It, yeah, it is. It's just a, it's such a hard mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. But the fruits of it though, I mean, it's just immense. Yeah. Well, it's so funny yeah. you bring up the Enneagram test because I think my parents are both like seven and eights. Yeah. 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 That's, so they're very like, uh, Conflictational, mm-hmm. yeah, um, just butting heads constantly, and <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember, that's interesting. Are yeah. you so? Yeah. Are, are you? Do you say you're more leaning towards? Do you lean towards bringing up conflict? Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm close. That's to really interesting like because you probably saw that from your parents. You yeah. saw the conflict within your parents, and that's like Delexi. Delexi's parents 
would have conflict and then they would seek that resolution in front of the kids. And my parents never fought in front of us. So yeah. I was kind of formed a peacemaker. Interesting. Where I, my parents, that is really I never knew where I've never been. I haven't been around conflict. I haven't been around I conflict. I, so I avoid yeah, it. But the Lexi would see conflict within her parents and then they, she would see the resolution as well. Yeah. So that's, sorry. That's, to, that's, that was the same for me. It's the same experience. for me as well. Yeah. yeah. That, well, yeah. I'm saying the same, same as the Lexi. Yeah. yeah the yeah. same as you too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I remember asking my parents about that before and, um, they're like, actually what's worse than parents who don't fight sometimes, you know, or have conflict is the parents who never do. Yeah. Both of them never do because the reality is that conflict's not dissipating. Yeah. It's just getting deeper and deeper and mm-hmm. simmering beneath the surface. Totally. And it's uh, actually a sign of passion in a lot of ways when, yeah. you know, there is conflict and resolution, right? Let's yeah. not forget about the resolution part, but it's a, uh, like you said, Eric, it's, I care about you. Yeah. So I'm going to address these issues because I want what's best for us. Yeah. 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 There's nothing that, I mean, I think the people talk about love languages. I wouldn't say conflict is my love language, <laughs> but like, but Lexi's conflict yeah, is her love yeah. language. But like, no, but it's like, it's like if you, if there's something that I do, it's like if I'm in a relationship and I'm trying to love someone well, right. And there's something that's irking them. Right. But they don't bring it up. It's like, I can't, I can't do anything about that, but I want to, mm-hmm. right. Just bring it up with me, you know? But then like you said, Sean, there's just these people where it's just not in their nature. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I remember last, uh, last winter or spring, I was talking with my roommate. Um, I think it, we heard it from a priest one time. I can't remember what it was, but it was just this idea of conflict. And have you guys ever think of a sport or an activity or a job or something like that, or just something really grueling, like something really difficult, yeah. right. That you did. But once you finished it, like you're like, you loved it because you, you accomplished it. Right. So for me, yeah. I went on that like 150 mile bike ride and the whole time I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. But when I got done with it, I was like, I love this. I love yeah. cycling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's so, like a great accomplishment. Yeah. You're and proud so, of it. And so it's this idea of only once you come to the end of something, can you actually say that you love it? If that makes sense. So I remember rowing in college. I would, I would hate every practice, right? I would hate it because I was coming to the end of it. I was coming to the end of myself within it. Does that make sense? Mm. So it's only when you come to the end of yourself or the end of the person, can you actually say, I love this person because normally in a relationship, you're getting to know someone and it's exciting and it's a honeymoon phase and all that stuff, new friendship. It's always exciting. But as soon as you have that conflict or it gets to this moment of just this eruption of, I can't stand you anymore or, you know, we're disagreeing right now, but the fruit of saying, but I'm still choosing to love you. That, that is then true. Does, yeah. it, does that make sense of like only when you come to the end that's of someone just like, or the our, end of yourself within some, yeah. someone, you can say, I love you. I love this. Do you yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, you can't, that's like when shit hits the fan, you know, that's yes. like that when shit hits the fan, who do you choose? Yeah. And what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's just like the true definition of yeah. you. Yeah. Because who are you when everything's stripped away? Yeah. I would when say even nothing. when you meet the end of yourself and someone or the end of someone, so yeah. to speak, uh, a new chapter can be revealed. Exactly. Yeah. A new light. Yeah. And like we were going talking about earlier, when conflict happens and it's handled well, change can occur. Mm-hmm. New yes. perspectives can occur and those yes. can be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would just say is conviction. I think that's a huge fruit of conflict is just experiencing a, a new conviction with that person or yeah. uh, and a relationship and connection. Yeah. Big time. I think my favorite fruit of conflict is connection, you know, getting, getting vulnerable. Like you talked about, mm-hmm. it's just that connection of being like, 
I'm really passionate about this. Yeah, you know, I yeah. really want you to be better. Yeah. I'm really trying to want to call you on because I care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, the easy thing to do is not say anything for me. Yeah. And so by me saying, I want to call you on, I want better for you and for me. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what, that's the fruit that I love the most yeah, is that connection. Yeah. yeah that's big great. Time. I feel like, yeah, most of the conflicts I've gone through afterwards. Well, I mean, not all of them. I can think of many conflicts yeah. where you have to just walk away. Cause you're like, I uh-huh. cannot stand this right now. Mm-hmm. But Let's then, talk about that. I know, but I, I think there's been also, there has been conflict in my life where I walk away saying like, Thank you. You know, that yeah. was good. Like, I, I liked that. I, yeah. I appreciated that. You know, uh-huh. that was exhausting. Yeah. And I'm going to go take a nap now. But like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what the, yeah, when you're setting boundaries, it's it's so important to that, para, that what Jesus says, you know, what is it? Don't try to take the splinter out of your friend's yeah, eye yeah. when you have the log, log in your eye. Yeah, I think totally. that's so important approaching conflict because you need to make sure that you are doing everything in your power mm-hmm. to to have a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, if your friend's constantly, let's say, flaking on you, yeah. you need to make sure that you're not making plans with them at the last minute. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, dude, you're always flaking on me. Yeah. And then he'll, he has the easy response of being like, well, why do you make these plans? So yeah. last minute. Yeah. So you need to make sure that all of your ducks are, mm-hmm. are in a row. Yeah. You need to make sure that you're doing everything on your end. But again, finding that mean or finding that, yep. that middle ground, yeah. you can't wait too long. I think, you, can't. you know, there's, there's something about, Hey, I noticed this three weeks ago. Yep. Why are you just telling me this now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, it's like, cause I think that's, that is, that is a just response. I think saying, uh-huh. cause that's what I'm trying to work on. It's like, yeah. I noticed something, I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to marinate with it and then I'm going to bring it up. Right. But I think people can wait too long. I'm totally. saying like, Hey, you left that dish in the sink for, you know, three weeks ago when you left the dish in the sink for four days, like why the hell, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. they're like, Whoa, why are you just telling me this now? You oh, know? totally. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, just, it's just making sure that your character is in line. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. if you're calling someone out for totally struggling with something, you yeah. need to make sure that you're not, you know, you're yeah. not fully struggling with it or yeah. just be like, you know what? Let's struggle through this together. Yeah. Well, a hypocrite is the worst teacher. It is. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to be able to sway anyone. And another point too, going back to what you mentioned earlier, Sean and Eric, it's pick your battles, yeah. right? And there's so many opportunities to get in a fight with someone over Facebook or something yeah. of little value. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, go and finance speak here. What is the ROI on this? What is the return on investment? <laughs> you know, if I conflict with someone, like, yeah, what's the opportunity am I going to conflict with someone on Twitter who I've never met before? I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Probably not a great idea. Totally. Yeah. But would mm-hmm. I conflict with, you know, Eric to build our brotherhood if yeah. it's necessary. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a better battle to pick. Yeah, totally. Exactly. That's right. Really I feel like important. there's also compounding conflict where if you, uh, well, two things. One, compounding conflict is what we talked about in my Finance communications speak. class. Exactly. <laughs> you made me think of Compound. it. But of this idea of that like conflict compounds over time, right? And yep. that like if they're, um, I have noticed when I, if, if I have a frustration with someone I and I don't say something or like we don't talk about it or just kind of smooth it out, the, I am more likely or more easily likely to find more things wrong with mm-hmm. what they do. You know what I mean? And then it just compounds. And it, yeah. I think in Hebrews, it talks about this seed of hatred that kind of gets planted mm-hmm. in your heart um, or in the chest. It just says, it's just like the seed of the seed of resentment gets pl- planted and then it just creates roots and then it grows and grows and grows. And then it's like, man, I'm trying to take out buckthorn in the Minnesota forest at this point. It's just exhausting. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And I, I guess the second thing was a practical in the communications class, they talked about how certain couples do these weekly or biweekly grievances, uh, grievance evenings or something like that, where they just set aside time 
And it's insane because it's just like, how do you find time for that? But they set aside time where it's like every Monday night before bed, we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about um, something I noticed in you the last week, right? And 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 I think and I think that's good. And I I don't think there should be too much of an emphasis on conflict yeah. of saying like we always need to be fixing ourselves. We always need to be getting better, becoming the best version of ourselves. That can be exhausting. That can kind of kill yeah. a relationship, right? But to set aside time to say, hey, is there is there anything, or you know, not saying is there anything I've done wrong, but saying how can I better love you? How can yeah. I better yeah. be? a man for your, be your person. Can I, can, you know, things like that, just giving space. I think space mm-hmm. is so important for those conflict things. Yeah. And going back to our last podcast, there can be so much busyness and not enough slowness in our life that actually allows us to sit down and have those conversations. Yeah. So when they do, they just erupt and it's just like a f- quick paced thing. You know what I mean? But creating yeah. space for that. No, that's something that Delexia and I do. We, we try to journal. We do this journal and one of the questions is, is there any unresolved conflict? Mm. And that's kind of a, that's a space for me, the peacemaker to yeah. kind of bring things up because cool. like you said, Eric, when Delexi brings up problems, then I'll be like, Oh, well, I have this list of things I was not bringing <laughs> up. I will scroll. up you. Drops the scroll, rolls all the way down the floor. My monkey pose, combax your mantis. <laughs> Rock beats scissors. Yeah, so that that is really important too. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's cool. I've never I've never heard of something like that of kind of yeah. creating a space for yourself and being a peacemaker and saying, mm-hmm. I won't verbalize this, but I want to write these things down. And when, when I have yeah. time, I want to bring this up with you. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Dang. Let's finish wrapping it up. Um, any any last practicals? Um, I would say when you view when you, when it comes to conflict, view look at yourself first, and then think how can I better love this person? Yeah. Or how can I better see this person after? Or when I'm bringing up the conflict with that person, how am I trying to love them better? Yeah. And who am I trying to see them as? You know, and maybe am, am I looking at them differently? You know, or yeah. do they need to just have more space to just be themselves in some way? I don't yeah, know. I, I think having love be the the denominator for for conflict. You know, oh, this person is doing it out of love. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to love this person um, and receive the conflict too. Yeah. So just having love be the de- denominator, um, yeah. I think is a is a really that's how you'll find a lot of fruit. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And I think just don't rush into it too. Mm-hmm. You know, let it simmer for a moment. Think about it, meditate on it. Yeah. And then if you still feel called to act, try to do it out of a place of humility. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for listening. This is Eric. Jacob. Sean. Oi. <laughs> See ya. See ya.